the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Uh, back to the grind, back on Monday, Monday, May 10th, 2010. This is going to be an easy start of the show for me because it's obvious. What happened over the weekend? What happened last week? Remember last week, the market kind of crapped out in large part tied towards, what was it tied towards? It was tied towards the European Union and Greece and, and the contagion and the bailout wasn't enough and Germany was hedging and hawing. Well... That led to phone calls with people like in the media where they were like, well, well, is now the time to get on the market? Is this a big thing? I was like, no big thing. We'll figure it out. Don't get excited. Don't get greedy. Don't get fearful. Now people are going to be wanting to get greedy on the ride back up. If there is a ride back up last week, they were fearful and wanted out of the market. Over the weekend, European policymakers, they unveiled an unprecedented loan package Worth about $1 trillion. Now, who else has a tr- economy, economic stimulus package about a trillion dollars? Well, the United States did. And you probably remember that from the Obama scenario. When he got into office and he comes up with this big stimulus plan to create jobs and, and get prosperity back to the United States. Well, European policymakers did a, kind of the same thing. But this is a loan package versus a bailout. Well, no, no, no. It's a bailout. It's a loan package versus a stimulus package. And it's a trillion dollars. And it's awesome and it's huge the euro has strengthened on this commodities have rallied so a lot of the things that i said last week hey like hey this you know commodities are getting weaker the euro is getting weaker uh companies like caterpillar you know who have big exposure to the euro are, are struggling well this week caterpillar looks better it's that kind of simple and this is why you can't get that kind of excited this is why you can't change things on a dime makes no sense bond yields are improving in portugal and spain 750 billion euros, 962 billion dollars basically pledged to stop the instability inside the European Central um, Union. That's the best way I can say it. A very thick line has been drawn in the sand saying this is where we will protect you. This is an all in. They could not have done any more. This is not um, lollygagging. This is all in. Now, ultimately, it's going to temporarily calm nerves. Down the road, though, much like the United States, we're going to have questions of, how are you going to pay for this package? Obama spent a trillion dollars to get our economy out of a recession. Sure enough, it got out of a recession. The question is, will it stay out of a recession, and how do we pay that $1 trillion back? Because that's a lot of future profits going towards paying that back, or future taxes, or future savings, or or cuts in, in our economy, or something, right? So this was overwhelming, overwhelming force. The size and the scope, huge. I've heard phrases like shock and awe part two in 3D. Like this is how big it was. 
Last week, President Barack Obama got a little nervous and he called German Chancellor Angela Merkel, French President Nicolas Sarkozy, and he said, you need to come up with some resolute steps. Because your, your European problem is, is, is hurting the world right now. And sure enough, shock and awe, part two in 3D, no doubt about it. Now, Wall Street's made up of winners and losers. And, and when I saw this, I instantly go, Apple. Apple's one of those companies that got hit hard last week. Hard. It was a momentum player two weeks ago. And then last week, he got hit in the face with a shovel. So the question is, how much can it get back? And how long will it take it to get it back? These are questions that you really, really got to look at. And just for the record, Wall Street's on fire today. Wall Street's on fire. You haven't seen a day like this in, in years. Um, Dow's up 380. NASDAQ's up 95. S&P 500 up 43. NASDAQ's up 4% in one day. Keep in mind, when you were a kid, no, 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 no. Back in the 1950s and 60s and 70s, stocks would move 10% in a year. And maybe 1% in a month. 1% move in a month was like crazy. Ah, today we're up 4.5%. Apple's up 7%, up 16 bucks. Now, before this all happened, it was $270 stock. So the question is, how much of it does it get back? It's up 17 bucks today. It, it's wrong. It's weird. It, it's inefficient. But on a big gap down, which we got last week, and then you get a big gap up, the guys who tend to have that gap up are upside leaders before the S hit the fan last week. Other names that I would like to think about understand that Europe has been stabilized. The European debt concerns have been stabilized. So the semiconductor stocks were having a very good year. There's nothing to think that they won't have a very good year. Names like Broadcom and Marvell and Silicon Labs and Atheros and maybe value in Texas Instruments and AMD and Fairchild Semi. And on semiconductor, the semiconductor group was doing awesome this year. And then kind of S hit the fan last week and there was a little bit of a disconnect and we sold, you know, the the phrase we threw the baby out with bathwater. Anyway, I would like to hear your response to the European package. Do you you even care? For instance, I was sitting at a little family reunion this week and Sven is it Sven? No, no, it's Rob, the insurance guy. He basically goes, uh, does this grease thing even mean anything to me? Uh, he asked the, the basic every man, yo man's question. Does the whole European bailout mean anything to you? Or do you get that we're a global economy? Do you not? Do you think that it's a, we're over-exaggerating the importance of Greece and the contagion effect that was likely to happen to hit Spain and Portugal is... Uh, one country fell, other countries would fall, much like how one company in the United States fell. Bear Stearns to take down Lehman, how they were interacted with each other. Do you see it? Do you not care? You don't. I mean, I know this isn't going to be a riveting hot topic, but I'd love it if it were. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, there was a, another big story of the weekend was remember that big dome, that 100-ton dome that we were going to drop down seven, five miles into the ocean and cap an oil well? Didn't work. Massive failure. Massive, epic fail. Epic fail is one of those terms that have kind of come to fruition in the last five years. 
And it's typically seen with a skateboarder who's going down a a slope and he's getting ready for some sort of jump and ultimately he face plants and it's an epic fail because he didn't get the jump in and during the whole process he face planted. Well, we had an epic fail this weekend and it's in a weird filing. It's called a 6K filing and it's an update on the developments and the response to the oil well incident in the Gulf of Mexico, also known as MC252 oil well. So British Petroleum updated uh, their shareholders, I guess is the best way of saying it, or the public via a filing. Subsea efforts continue to focus on reducing the flow of oil spilled by physical containment and second, further on working on stopping the flow using a top kill option. Now, the containment dome that was deployed last week, basically massive, massive fail. As it got lowered, it had a buildup of hydrates and a buildup of uh, crystals. So just disaster. So they're ready in a second, smaller containment dome. And they're going to try to put this over the main leak. Um, and they're going to try to do it as soon as possible. But it's crazy how much oil is coming out of this. And it's getting worse and worse. The operation has never been done at this, this level of water before. So even the second fix may not be right. British Petroleum's attempt to top kill is uh, trying to stop the flow of oil from the well. The option is going to be pursued in parallel with some smaller containment domes and some other issues as well. Uh, but again, we don't know if it's going to work. So the environmental damage continues to go on. And British Petroleum, let's pull up British Petroleum in the news today. Again, this is a weird day because the stock market's got an uber super catalyst underneath it. British Petroleum's down today. In a day when almost every freaking fracking stock is higher, British Petroleum's down. So Wall Street's a little bit disappointed that they haven't figured out how to cap this scenario yet. Keep in mind the stock's all-time high was 62, and right now it's at 48.79. So... It's really not getting the damage that you think they would get. 45 looks to be a bottom on the stock. A lot of um, it's gone from rate roughly 62 to 48, racing good 20 to 40 billion in market cap due to the oil spill. But it's not the stock's not getting. Maybe you would have thought that they were getting hit today because so far the failure, the the, the epic fail nature of trying to cap the well has not gone well. To get your calls in the air today, it's easy pleasy. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I've got stories about California and what's happening here. I've got stories about the stock market and stocks and what, what, what they're doing. The new iPhone's coming up. I'm going to tell you how to get ready for that. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You can always email me, Rob at robblack.com, Rob robblack.com or jump on the Facebook page group. I hate Rob Black. I hate Rob Black. So again, the number is 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You're listening to The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1-800-345-5639. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy. I'm not going to bite you. If you're an idiot, I'll make fun of you, but in a good way, and we'll part as friends, I promise you. Um, and again, the only people who really come across as idiots are people who don't try to get both sides or at least study two, three, four, five ways of looking at one thing. People who get committed to a vision that they're locked into. And I don't think you can afford to do that in this day and age. 
Uh, market's having a huge rally today. There was some panic in the market last week tied towards the European Union, whether the, they'll be able to stay together, whether the euro was going to fail. Ultimately, they came up with a trillion dollars to basically stabilize the bond market and stabilize the Greeks. Was that the right answer? No. One thing I could promise you about economics is there's no right answers. There's just compromise. There's no right answer. You, you'll be able to say, well, they, they fixed their problem now, but they're going to have to pay for it down the road. If they didn't do it now, then they were going to pay for it up front. Let's go to Rez and Tiburon. Rez. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Doing well. All right. Um, Rob, I have a question regarding uh, BP. Um, you know, at, at what price point would you say um, might be a good investment? Well, I would say the price point is right now. But, Rez, the problem is... When do they cap that oil well? And the one thing I can assure you, and thanks for the call, is I don't know how to cap oil wells. I don't have the vaguest concept of how to drill five miles beneath the ocean's surface to get oil out of the ground. Maybe we have to make a movie, you know, get Bruce Willis starring in an action thriller of instead of landing on an asteroid and, and, and breaking it into pieces so it averts the hitting of the United States in a nuclear explosion. Maybe we need to get Bruce Willis. Call Bruce Willis and get him five miles below below the sea. I don't know how much oil's coming out. I don't know how much oil's damage is being done. It's impossible, impossible to gauge. So investing in a company like British Petroleum right now is you're putting faith that it's going to be somewhat similar to what happened with Exxon and the Valdez oil spell. I think it's still way too early to say exactly the grave environmental damage from the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico and how it's going to turn out. There's, you know, my best judgment is really the key question here is, will the disaster derail economic recovery? No. I think that would take a sustained hike in world oil prices to $150 a barrel. The loss of BP Deepwater Horizon platform, it's just not that significant. I think in the worst case scenario, if the oil slick closes the ports of New Orleans and Houston, it's not considered likely, but it could happen. You'd see a temporary jump in the price of gasoline from 25 to 50 cents. You'd see a hit in agriculture in the United States. You would see closures of Gulf ports. They would bottle up exports of grains and soybeans, and that would push down prices. That would slam the crop producers, but it would provide a short-term boon for livestock and poultry feeders, um, as well as ethanol makers. You know, there's problems for steel makers. Steel makers in the Gulf of, of really, well, New Orleans is a major hub for importing of steel for rods and tubes plus slabs. So steel would be affected on this. I think the tourism in Florida will actually help the tourism in California. The two places people like to go on uh, tourist vacations in the United States, Florida and California. People aren't going to go to Florida this year because they don't want to swim with oil, oily fish. Now, you know, some smaller communities like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, they're going to feel the pain as well. So I think it's too early to tell. It's, will the deep water oil drilling industry go with the way of the dodo bird? No. Will new safety regulations significantly cut output cost or raise the cost overall? Not likely, but it's going to be more onerous than less onerous. Let's go to Michael on 580-800-345-5639. Michael, how are you? Hey, Robert. Great show again. And I'd like to make a comment about Greece. Now, it's my understanding, I read this earlier this morning, that the U.S. was lending a trillion dollars to that loan package, and it's unsecured. 
U.S. is not sending a trillion dollars to loan packets. Oh, so they didn't win that? No. Okay, then maybe I misread something. I was also looking at uh, TBT, which is a double short on the Treasury, and that thing took off, which sort of led me to believe that you know, a lot of smart people are looking at this uh, package as being very inflationary. I wouldn't look at anything the ProShares does as smart money. I would look at it as dumb money. ProShares tends to get twice the performance of any movement, either up or down. It tends to be used by amateurs. Um, it's not efficient. It doesn't close out positions at two times. There's huge cost involved in it. So the only thing you would potentially play it for is very, very short term. But yeah, you did. Yeah, I, you did see the treasury go from ten-year treasury from four plus percent a couple weeks ago to back to the three five three six level. So there has been a, a, a basically that that's telling you that things will be a little slower than expected, but also that there's some safety in the U.S. Uh, treasury. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six. Three nine to get your calls in the air. So I did a little family reunion thing this weekend, and there were four iPhones present. Fifty percent of the people had iPhones. That's a lot. That's telling you that the penetration levels are going to go higher and higher and higher and higher as more carriers open up in the United States. Now get ready to spend June seventh. June seventh is the next big day that you need to know for the iPhone. Basically, you're going to be at Steve Jobs' keynote at Apple Worldwide Developer Conference in San Francisco. We'll find out the new important features of the iPhone. We'll also learn the second date you need to know. Now, what's the second date you need to know? June 7th is going to be the announcement. The second date that you're going to need to know is when you'll be able to get your hands on the new iPhone. It'll be June something. That's when you're going to be a nerd and you're going to get in line at the Apple store. So that you can be the first to own the new iPhone. You are that nerd. You will be in line. Apple, the big rumor is that they're going to start selling the phone while the developing conference is going on. If Apple keeps with tradition, that's not going to be true. It will be maybe June 11th, maybe a little bit in July so that they can get you know the guidance for their June quarter out of the way. Some other things that you need to know about the new iPhone is if you've missed the big fiasco. The big lost and stolen iPhone is, it's not too different, but it's really not too identical either. You may need to buy a new case for your iPhone. If you want to fit one into your old iPhone, probably not going to. Every other accessory should continue to work just fine. Other things that you need to know is it's going to have a front-loaded camera. If the bogus phone that was found turns out to be real, or if the real phone that was found turns out not to be bogus, it's going to have a front-facing camera which means you're going to be able to take pictures of yourself. Now, this is big. This is different. This is new. So it's got a camera on the backside, camera on the front side. And basically, it's great news for more video on the net. Great news. You can start uploading quick pictures of of yourself. You can do a daily booth of yourself. It'll be faster. It'll be easier. But more importantly is you'll be able to take camera shot of yourself and start making video calls so it's a hello from the future issue line yourself up on the camera and start talking so no more boring voice calls to mom and dad now you'll presumably be able to make video calls anywhere will the video quality be up to speed it's getting there it's getting there there's gonna be a new iChat and sky app which might help uh, reduce your monthly bill 
So basically the front-facing video camera, the video calling features, means that Apple's finally getting ready to release iChat for the iPhone. It's something that becomes super popular, and if everyone has it, you might be able to use it in place of text messages. Now, the way many BlackBerry owners use BlackBerry Messenger, in theory, this means ultimately that you might be able to cut back on your text message subscription, spend less money on text. The new iPhone operating system will also let you receive voice over internet protocol calls more easily in apps like Skype and uh, keep voice over internet protocols working in the background while you're using other apps. This would become very, very crafty and very, very useful. So text messages may start going the way of the Dodo Bird. We might start doing video messages. Got to think about that for a second. But instead of, you know, typing on the clunky little keyboard, why not send a message like, um, I use my producer on this radio show, and I look into my iPhone, I go, yo, Heidi, call me. We need to talk about the show coming up. Instead of me typing that while driving. Get it? Get where they're going with this? And if you're waiting for a Verizon iPhone, I think you're going to have to keep waiting. All this new video is going to continue to strain AT&T's network. And a lot of loyal Verizon subscribers have been waiting for years for the iPhone. But it appears that the iPhone for the number one U.S. carrier, it's still several months away. Um, It's just not ready yet from everything that everyone's hearing. Apple's not ready to jump. Now, there's, you know, there's issues with the data plans for Apple and the iPad. So it's probably going to be late 2010 or early 2011 before Verizon gets the iPhone. That's what it looks like. Now, you're also going to be able to listen to Pandora while checking your email. That's going to be in the new iPhone. So new iPhone operating software is going to let you stream music apps like Pandora or Major League Baseball games. You're going to play them in the background while checking your email or surfing the web, which you couldn't do before. Now, other smartphones have, have had this advantage, and this is huge for computers who, commuters who want to listen to fresh music or tune into a game on the way home while also catching up and reading emails. So uh, you, you get where it's going. Now, the new background multitasking features included in the new iPhone are constantly downloading new content in the background. So you might be able to now, you'll still have to remember to sync up with the New York Times app, but the New York Times app, which I love, by the way, will automatically be updating as the day goes on. So you may have to boot before you get on the subway to get all the new fresh content, but if you fail to boot, and get into the subway and don't have your iPhone connection, still may ultimately play well for you. How much is the new iPhone going to cost? be $199 for the 32-gigabyte edition. It's going to be $299 for the 64-gigabyte edition. So the question is, they're going to probably move the existing iPhone down in price point to $99. And, of course, AT&T will subsidize it to $49 or even zero if you get the thing for a couple years. So that's what you can expect with the new iPhone, June 7th, and probably later in June, the delivery. It's the Rob Black Show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, do a little bit of business time. Go over some of the business head- headlights with you. Because you want to be able to afford your midlife crisis. It's the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call now. 1-800-345-5639. Okay, so the big story of the day is the market's up huge. Great Google, it's up huge. It's one of those like, 
are you kidding me up 358 points? Like, wow. Are we going to get all of last week's losses back in one day? As they used to say on a not ready for prime time comedy show. No, 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 no. We're not going to get it all back today. Last week was brutal. Last week was rough. You know, I wanted to print t-shirts that said, I survived the crash of 2008. I'd survived the Great Recession. Because I think people tend to forget what happens in the moment. We get stuck in that moment. We can't get out of that moment. And then once we're out of it, we forget it. We forget that you went through a Great Recession. You went through a Great Recession. Now, it still hasn't created a job, so we might double dip. But you made it through. So today, the big story is the European Union is spending about a trillion dollars to stabilize the bond market in Europe. Not all the European Union. There's some American money tied up if you believe America's tied up in the International Monetary Fund. So there is another bailout. That's just what we need. So I got an email from Bob on this topic because Bob didn't want to call the show. He emailed me, rob at robblack.com. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Since Bob's a little bit of a cowardly man, he goes, I suppose it's a good thing that the EU got a massive bailout to calm the markets. In many ways, this action bothers me in much the same way the recovery in the U.S. economy has, in my opinion, been subsidized by the Federal Reserve in the never-ending list of incentives. Tax cuts, near-zero interest rates, you know, federal subsidies to buy a house. He says, this seems unnatural and in some ways a bit artificial. Before you throw me into the Darwinian wood chipper, trademark Rob Black, I will admit that I'm fully invested in the stock market, so news that today's rally only sweetens my finances more and more. It's been a good year for me thus far. I will gladly invest more. But seriously, Bob says, it appears to me that the bulk of the Western economy is being propped up by bailout money, keeping interest rates at near zero. Is this the surest way for the U.S. back to an era of cheap money? And whatever new bubble it inflates along the way. I trust your judgment way more than mine on this matter. Uh, where do you, How do you think? Yeah, you know, the problem with cheap money is it's incredibly problematic. And it's one way to fix a situation. Another way to fix a situation is, you know, raise taxes. We're not in the position of raising taxes. Sometimes what you do want to do is stop the bleeding and figure it out later. And when you do stop the bleeding in a trillion-dollar U.S. package— or a trillion-dollar European package, one of the things that you do is you're doing it with low-cost money right now. So if you're going to do any bailouts, now is the freaking time to do it. Because you're borrowing money at 1%, 2%, not at 5 6 7 8 9 10%. So this is probably the best solution. Now, again, I don't believe in right answers. I believe in the beauty of gray. I believe that... Man is a big circle, woman is a big circle, and we overlap in gray areas. I think economics is the same exact way. There's no right answer. There's just, you know, shades of gray that that you have to work with and or not. So I think if you're going to do a bailout, now's the perfect time to do it with low-cost rates. Let's jump over to do a little bit of business time, shall we? Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. Because at the end of the date, I just start, I, I turn this on the iPod and if she, if she goes along with it, great. And if not, well, it's time to go home. Did I say that on the air? Can I hit the edit? Where is the seven second dump button? Where is it? 
Anyway, JetBlue today in the world of business is offering $10 seats. $10 seats on last-minute trips. So sometimes being impulsive comes incredibly handy. I love JetBlue. They're selling all remaining seats on nonstop flights Tuesday and Wednesday to 59 destinations for $10 each way. So Tuesday and Wednesday is your day to do this. They go on sale today. So if you're flying and you have a last-second flight tomorrow or Wednesday, now is the good time to say, you know, even if you want to go visit a girlfriend and, and do some business time, $10 seat, you can't resist that. JetBlue, based in Forest Hill, New York, serves 61 cities, the Caribbean, Central America, 650 daily flights. So if you want to do a last-second flight, $10 each way, you can fly to L.A. for 20 bucks. You can fly to New York City for 20 bucks round trip if you're willing to do a last-minute trip. That's pretty darn cool. That's, that's business time. Yay! Elsewhere in the world of business today, Fannie Mae, they're asking for $8.4 billion. Oh, God. The government-backed mortgage company, they've asked the government for additional aid. They say that their financial future is unclear. That's not good. Things don't look so good for the company. Just days after sibling Freddie Mac said it needs an additional $10 million in government aid, Fannie Mae says it needs $8 million from the government to help the company stay afloat. Fannie Mae helps send money into the mortgage market. They help you get a home. Now, so far, they've borrowed from the United States government $88 billion. Now, you could be mad as hell at General Motors and their little sneaky way of saying that they paid back the, the, the debt to America. You could be mad at hell, mad as hell at Goldman Sachs and, and the damage they did to our economy by putting their necks out in the leveraged market. You can. But I'm mad at hell at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Why is my government money, my tax money being given to them, and there's no recourse. There's no need to say, we want it back. Fannie and Freddie have taken $136 billion in government aid, and they keep asking for more. Now, so far, more than 800 financial institutions have received bailout from the Treasury uh, Troubled Asset Relief Program. The government invested $245 billion into U.S. banks. $169 billion has been repaid. Again, $169 out of 245 has been repaid. But so far, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac... $136 billion in government aid and growing. So continued housing weakness in the mortgage markets showed some signs of stabilization in the first quarter that remained under pressure, high levels of unemployment and underemployment. So they said grim guidance. So I hate this. One of the reasons our economy is doing okay right now is the cheap money coming out of Fannie and Freddie. But the reality is the cheap money out of Fannie and Freddie is to the tune of $136 billion in aid. Our government is saying, you know what? We want housing to work, so we're going to let these guys hemorrhage. Hemorrhaging is not a good thing. It is not a good thing. And finally, in business time today, President Barack Obama has elected Elena Kagan, his top U.S. Supreme Court lawyer, lawyer and former dean, dean of Harvard Law School to fill a vacancy in the court for the first time and give it its first three female members of the court. She's never been a judge. She's been a lawyer and a dean. Now, Kagan, 50. 50? That's young. She's going to succeed retiring Justice John Paul Stevens and likely take his place in the court's liberal wing on many issues. She's got an understanding of the law as it affects ordinary people. Her passion for law is anything but academic, so says President Barack Obama. Now, a New York native and former Clinton administration official, she's going to face attacks from Republicans. Her big issue that she did... Was she opposed military recruiting on the Harvard campus because gays were banned? 
in the service. So confirmation's probable, though, because Democrats and independents hold 59 seats in the Senate, and they only need one single Republican to ensure a floor vote on the nomination. So anyway, that's your business time. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Coming up, let's talk stocks. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. Listening to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1 800 345 5639. Let's talk stocks. And maybe a little later in the segment, I'll, I'll give you an idea on how to buy a new car or how to get a good price on a new car, if I can get to that. Sometimes I run a little dry in my content or run a little long in my content. Okay, so. Nike's having an analyst day. Now, I like analyst days, but I'm also realistic. An analyst day means that the company, Nike, ticker symbol N-I-K-E or N-K-E, it's publicly traded. And they invite the analyst community in to kind of go over things and say, you know, here's our update. Here's what you need to know about what's going on. We got this new soccer ball out. We got this new cleat out. We got this new swimsuit. It's a shark swimsuit. It's basically their time to, you know, kind of come clean with us and tell us how things are going. It's a nice time. It's a, in fact, I think it's a, a great thing to see. So they're going to come out, and ultimately what they did was they've got a five-year operating plan that's laid out, and that's not going to mean much to you. It's not. I know that. They've got targets for sales of $27 billion. And that's not going to mean a lot unless you've got a spreadsheet on them and see what their sales are and and kind of figure out where they're going with this. They see earnings per share growth plus mid-teens annually, free cash from operations of $12 billion, turn on investment capital of 25%. These are things that get me excited. Like, that's sexual content there. Are you kidding me? A return on investment capital of over 25%? Free cash flow of $12 billion? Return on investment capital, like th- these are good numbers. Mid-teens earnings growth annually. And Nike was the Greek goddess of victory. And ultimately, she helped others succeed in times of war. Nike, the world's number one shoemaker, it helps us dominate on the, the arena of the athletics. They're huge. They're huge in baseball. They're huge in cheerleading. They're huge in golf. They're huge in volleyball and hiking and tennis and football. They also sell Colhan dress shoes. Huh? I know you're going, huh? They also have the Nike towns, and they've got the relationships with the, the big athletes. Now, this analyst report, analyst day, is nice for me. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not. Uh, they got the, a product cycle coming out that I want to know a little bit more about. They got the World Cup. Did you hear about the World Cup? It is drawing 40,000 hoes. 40,000 prostitutes are going to the World Cup. Basically, make money off drunk, foolish men who watch soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, please wear a condom. You cannot count that she's on birth control. You can never trust a prostitute that she's on birth control. Maybe trying to make you a baby daddy. With that said, birth control turns 50. 50 years old. God's gift to mankind. Um, Currency headwinds. 
they have to explain a hedging strategy at Nike as well. So this is a stock that I think you can own until the day you die. Do I think it goes up this year? I don't know. I don't know. Do I like it for the long-term patient investor? I do. And anytime there's a market correction like there was last week, I like it. As they said in the movie Dumb and Dumber, I like it a lot. If you take a look at the last, since 1985, it's gone up from 85 to 90, 90 to 95, 95 to 2000, 2000 to 2005, 2005 to 2010. Every five-year period, it's gone up. What's so wrong with that? So Nike's Analyst Day gives me a little bit to look into. Let's go to Rob in San Francisco, 800-345-5639. How are you, Rob? Hey, Rob. Rob, good. Uh, uh, It's the Rob and Rob Rob show. You got it. We could do a bad radio show where I go, hey, everybody. I'm Rob. And you would go, I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Rob over 60. Okay. I'm Rob over, I'm Rob under 60. <laughs> the problem is, Rob, I have 200000 I sold the place, and uh, in the short term, I need to know what to do with it. I, in the long term, I, I've been an investor for 30 years, and I've done good. I just need to know what to do with it for right now. I just got the money, right? It's sitting in B of A of, at the, I think I got, the, what is it? 55 cents for $70,000 last month. Something ridiculous. That's not bad. What do I do? You didn't lose money, right? <laughs> no. Um, you're going you're gonna to put the money into another home, right? Say again? You're going to put the money into another home? I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I have, I have two houses. I have one here in San Francisco. I have one in Russian River. It's a vacation rental. You could use it, actually, if you want. Uh, but that's a sidebar. But uh, send me the information. I'll gladly. I'll, okay. I'll use it. I will. I will set up a, a brothel up there. Even Heidi can come with her new pug. Because I used to have pugs. My dog died. But uh, I love pugs. But uh, that's another sidebar. But yeah, so, what do we do in the short term? I, I heard you say once to one guy, ladder some CDs, and then what about the, you said muni bonds, and then yeah. you know, there's a million ways to go. It comes down to you, though, Rob. You really you said to me that in the short term, what I would do with the money. Right. I don't think you do muni bonds in the short term. Okay. I think you do muni bonds in the mid to long term if you feel comfortable going in the bonds because there's a transaction on a bond and that's that's a commission and a fee that you uh-huh. have to pay. So I like the idea of muni bonds, but the transaction cost in the short term kills it. Oh, I didn't know that. So I would consider maybe a Ginny May fund. Okay, I did. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I. I did put some money in T. Rowe Price in their cash account. I just got my statement after one month, and I, I got forty cents for fifty thousand dollars. Not on a Ginny May fund. Yeah, no, no, pardon me, cash. Okay, yeah, you know what you a Ginny May fund is, right? I ha- I've had them. Like I said, I've been investing for thirty years. Okay, so well, I paid for the place in Russian River about forty percent of it with, with the stock market gains from the nineties. Good for you. Um, you know, I, I like Ginny Mae funds for that short-term kind of sitting of cash. You typically get 3 to 4.5%. It is some volatility. I was going to say that because everything's going up and down. Well, that's better than B of A, right? So that's good. Well, I like Bank of America's long-term investment. So like, I do, But too. I don't like Bank of America for cash. Yeah. So you're, you're, right. you're kind of stealing or you're putting words in my mouth that I want to make sure everyone understands. <laughs> um, if I were to use short term, I would do an online bank like an E-Trade or an okay. Ally, A-L-L-Y. Okay. Or I would what do about a, ING? ING is fine as well. Their orange account, it's not paying what it used to. Right, it isn't. So I would consider it Ally Bank, A-L-L-Y, and or E-Trade for short-term cash. Right, E-Trade. And right. or like Ginny Mae, if you want a little bit better than short-term cash with a little but bit more volatility. But has got uh, 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 Ginny Mae. I didn't, 
Now, how do you find out which is the best one to pick for short term? Like you said, Ginny May. Do I go to Morningstar and sign up and, you, you know, you follow me? Yeah, I, I think you could do the little bit of Morningstar homework if you wanted to. I would say something that you can really feel comfortable with with Ginny May funds is that there is some backing by the government securities in it. Okay. Um, the government, United States government has always paid their debt, whether you like that or not. They have. Yeah. Um, but there is some short-term volatility where you may lose a percent or two percent in your principal or make a percent or two in your principal. Okay. Based on are people prepaying their mortgages or not. All um, right. So, so that said, would yeah. be a good place for part of it, right? Yeah. How you would judge the safety of different types of Ginnie Mae funds is the lower rate of return, the safer it is. Yes. And you could also compare, I mean, if you say, Rob, I don't believe that, well, then put a chart next to the two, and what you'll see is the lower rate has been the steadier performer, but it, it's not giving you that upside that some funds get in Ginny Mae funds, and it hasn't given you the downside either. So okay. um, the, the lower rate of return, the safer your money is. That's why it's, it's, you're getting nothing at Bank of American Cash. It's incredibly safe. Okay, but, now, now that you said that, yeah, yeah. what's the, the problem if you get the higher yielding Ginny Mae? Do that? Do, are they You'll, defaulting or what? Are you? I would bet while closing my eyes that the higher yielding Ginny May probably has more volatility in the principal. Okay, all right. So okay. the less volatility that you want in the principal, the lower the rate of return I would look for. Okay. In comparison. Okay. Cool. That's good. So what about other than Ginny Mays? I think um, you're asking. That's short term. Longer term, yeah, I would look right. into. Medium term, I would look into California Munis. What? As far as a, okay. a source of income, if you don't need a source of income, look at you know your portfolio. Today, I, I gave some advice to an institution on um, I would prefer small caps with new money versus uh, European and or Asian shares. Okay. I think the U.S. economy is okay, yeah. and I think it's time for small caps to play a little bit of catch up with large caps. Small caps, okay. So. What about now that uh, T. Rowe Price has a, uh, they said to put my punch, my age in, and I, I told them, and they said to go with a, re- let's see, they have a retirement fund in uh, circa 2010. It looked very well diversified. Is that signed something that might be too uh, um, volatile for right now? I don't know the fund. So what I would say is give a call back on another day, Rob, and tell me the fund ticker symbol. But you're probably talking about, and thanks for the call, you're probably talking about a fund that is geared towards the year 2010. That's when you need the source of money. And there's what are called age-related funds. There's called life cycle funds. Vanguard, Fidelity, and T. Rowe Price all have them. I like Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, and Schwab. I think they're all great institutions. All of them. All of them are great institutions. Um... Some of them are a little bit better at certain components. Some are a little bit more diversified as far as offerings go, but they're all great institutions. Now, I don't know the Vanguard Fund that you said particularly. Call me with a ticker symbol on it, and I'll, I'll go take a look at it. Uh, the idea is Heidi's 30 years old, and she's going to retire in 30 years. So you take 2010, and she, she would be putting money in the 2040 fund, whether, you know, if she's got, if she's saved money in the last ten years, twenty forty is ideal. If she's behind and hasn't saved money in the last ten years, well, then she should probably do a twenty fifty fund. It's a little bit more aggressive because it gives you more time. In your case, Robert, over sixty, you're looking at a twenty ten fund because you don't have more time. You're done. You're retired. No more income for you. No more do re me. 
unless you sell me you know, unless you rent me your rental, which again, send me an email. I'll take your rental. I'll gladly set up a brothel in it. Rob at robblack.com. I'll run my prostitutes out of it. My, I'll be a pimp and I'll I'll punch people in the face when they come to ask questions and punch them in their baby makers. And I'll be dirty, evil pimp for anyone that wants to let me use their rental property on the Russian River. Um, Rob at robblack.com, Rob at robblack.com. Or I'll give it to Heidi as a gift and she could take her pug. I don't think she really has a pug anymore. Do you have a pug? I think her pug died. She's got a Boston Terrier, which is like a pug. Um, and she's also got a, a, a wolf. So she thought she was getting like a, a cute little fluffy dog, but it turns out that it's a an alpha wolf. So she got screwed in that deal. Um, never, ever, ever, never, ever buy from a pure breed who operates out of her car is my advice to you. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Before I go to the news, I want to throw this out there. McDonald's, same source sales up 3.8%. Europe up 5.3%. Asia Pacific up 3.9%. So the strongest one there was Europe, believe it or not. U.S. up 3.8%. Right now, Europe's got some problems. And I don't think it's it, it, it's a big rock that went in their pond. So if I had new money, I'm going USA, USA, small caps, uh, because they don't have that exposure to Europe and or Asia. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. Coming up, headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 